Mosaic family. How y'all been? How y'all been? It's your boys, Rufitson. Welcome to the Mosaic Midweek Podcast. In this midweek series, we're going to be chopping it up a little bit about the Bible and the relationship Mosaic members have had to it historically and where they're at with it now. Now, it's no mystery that at a certain point, many of us have had questions about this sacred book and what meaning it has for our lives today. So in this venue, we're going to explore exactly how that meaning has made its way into the lives of the people we love here at Mosaic Knoxville, right? Enjoy! What's up, Mosaic family? It's your boys, Roof Itzum. We here with another episode of Mosaic Midweek in the It Is Written Bible series we're going through the semester. We got elder, reverend, doctor, <laughs> pastor, father, husband, reformed theologian, <laughs> real estate agent, dead mouse listener, Boston Celtics guru, Brady Evans. What's up, wow. Brady? Wow, thank you for that intro. It's all true, and except for my name, it's Braden. Everything oh, else was accurate. Yes, Mr. Open Meadows. That's right. <laughs> Yo, I, um, I got so nervous with you doing the intro. Why is that? Because we were just talking, and then you do the intro, and it's like, oh, man. It seems so formal. All the listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't mess up, because we got sponsors keeping us going. You want to tell our listeners? Yes. We'd like to uh, give a shout-out to TripAdvisor for sponsoring this. <laughs> Anywhere, any destination you want to be, they have the information you need, as well as and one, yep. the gear you need when you need it most. Brady, we just kind of want to continue uh, the rhythm of the themes of these conversations about the Bible, ask you a little bit about your story with the Bible growing up. Yeah, tell us, yeah, what was growing up with the Bible like for you? Yeah, so kind of typical, I think. Um, I remember, so my, I remember my mom mostly, she would say things like, um, you know, the Bible says you should, um, honor your mother and father and obey or whatever. And I also, so I was thinking about that this week yeah. and remembered one of the most vividly almost her saying, the Bible says you should be nice to your animals. <laughs> Which I started thinking about that this week, and that's always stood out to me as I'm a parent now. Like, okay, what, you know, how did my parents get me to, you know, start to understand these things? But then I was like, what was I doing to our animals? It's <laughs> 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 like one of two things that I remember. But but I do remember her saying, you know, the Bible says this and so and it, that stuff stuck. Were you like throwing your gerbils up against the wall or something? Like, you know, <laughs> thankfully our animals are bigger. Like we had, I keep calling them animals. <laughs> your pets. Yeah, my, our pets. We had just dogs and cats, so I couldn't throw them too far. Okay. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> but um, but so yeah, we I grew up in a believing household. Um, going to church. I remember I didn't really have that much of a relationship with the Bible until mm -hmm. middle school and elementary school. Our um, little class would do the, you memorize so many verses, you can win candy and then a bicycle and all this different stuff. But 
I just never, never did any of that. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot of scripture like memorized, you know. Um, and then in middle school, our, um, I was part of a small group at Fellowship Middlebrook and the middle, the small group leader, well, he would like, we'd play dodgeball and stuff and, mm-hmm. uh, had a lot of fun. And he, I think was the main person that got me starting to read the Bible at night. So I would, I'd read it at night. I mostly just kind of like flip to the red letters cause that stuff yeah. seemed to be the best. Right. Um, right. so I just, so that's where started reading and then um so yeah so i had mostly so my parents i think maybe stopped teaching the bible at elementary school age and then people in the church kind of picked it up but it wasn't until high school and college where i was really consistently reading i guess and when you got to high school and college what, yeah, what, did it feel like you were being reintroduced to the Bible almost, or did it feel like just a continuum from high school and you felt like you had some proficiency? I understand, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, so there's a guy, so for some reason in high school, I wanted to start to understand the Bible more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe just I don't know. I don't know the motiv- motivation there, but so I asked this guy, he's about my parents' age. He was their Sunday school teacher and he seemed to know a lot about the Bible. And, um, so I asked him what his tips were, you know, what, yeah. how do I, you know, really become great at it and help me unlock the code. Yes, exactly. And so he's like, well, why don't you, why don't you come over and like Sunday afternoon, we started meeting and, um, then he was like, would you want to go through a study? And so we went through a John MacArthur mm. Hebrews study together. Um, and I'd go over there, I'd fall asleep across the kitchen table during our lessons. And he like finally learned to give me chips to keep me awake. <laughs> and it worked like a charm. So we would, we did the Bible study together. Um, so then going into college, so we did that. And I was like, wow, I'm, you know, learning exponentially yeah. through meeting with him. Um, and into co- going into college, I was pretty um, arrogant, probably, because of that, just thinking like I knew. And that probably didn't, I probably still am a lot less that way mm-hmm. <laughs> now than, right, right. Um, than I was then. But so it was a continuation, met the navigators um, who were very uh, much into like scripture memorization mm-hmm. and discipleship. So it was a continuation there. Uh, just kind of like discipleship through scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great, man. Uh, so transitioning to where you are now, how do you feel like, kind of like I asked Ben last week, what do you feel like the biggest shift has been in your understanding of the Bible and your relationship to the Bible when you were starting out? Well, yeah. in your childhood and going into high school and college, to now how's your imagination being reshaped mm. by it and all of those things or is it similar yeah it's uh it's probably most similar now to when it what it was maybe middle school high school years mm-hmm. um where i was just reading the bible like for no with no agenda um mm-hmm. and 
Because thinking about this question, I was like, yeah, man, when I was on staff at the Navigators or in college, I probably had like, um, if you were to ask me like, what is scripture? I'd probably have had some, you know, real well-defined answer to this question. So I think it became a little more difficult. So then as I was kind of thinking about it this week, I was like, what is it? You know, when I think about it, I, uh, it's almost like you get a really good feeling of thinking about scripture. What is it? You know, it makes you feel good even just thinking about it. Um, and, and so I was like, why, why do I get that peace? Just wanting to go to scripture and, um, and I kind of came to the conclusion a little bit, not to jump ahead, but of now, since I've been off staff, been more distracted by, uh, or just had less time, I guess, mm-hmm. to just sit and study and read the word. You throw a lot of other things at kids and work and marriage all in the mix. Um, what, you be throwing things at kids? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Not always, but just when they, just yeah. when they really need it. You do have to do that sometimes. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you have all of those distractions. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking a lot this week. You know what? What is what is scripture? What I should have a good answer for this. You know, but all I can can think of is like, just in general, I go to it and read it. It brings me peace. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that? You know, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's just kind of like. Actually, keep it in the high school realm. There's a guy from our church who would like send us letters. It was kind of goofy, but <laughs> once a month we get like this letter in the mail from his business, and you'd open it up and be some Bible parable, modern parable kind yeah. of thing. And there was this one is this dad told his son. He said, "Take this coal basket down to the river and fill it up and bring the water back." Mm-hmm. And so he'd go down, fill it up, and. It'd uh, it'd be empty by the time he got halfway up. So he started, tried to do it and run faster up the hill, whatever. Kept doing it, and then by the lunchtime or whatever, he was like, Dad, it's not working. And he was like, no, it's worked perfectly. Now your basket's clean. And that has a lot of all that just, the letter was to say, you know, keep reading your Bible, mm-hmm. and you won't notice it, and right. it'll be changing you. Um, and that le- that probably... Uh, doesn't hold water, <laughs> but it's somewhat, it's rung true through my time with scripture. And I was thinking about, about that in the verse of, um, Psalm one, just the first chapter, Psalm one, and kind of that picture of a man of God uh, being like a tree planted by streams of water and, you know, it's leaf doesn't wither, um, he doesn't sit in the seat of scoffers or any of these things, but instead, yeah, he's like a tree planted by streams of water, like in the word of, in God's word. And just kind of that, um, that picture of just being there and being rooted and you may not notice what's happening over time, but, but I think at this, the difference being in, uh, when I was younger reading the Bible, um, then transitioning into more of having an agenda of like some fake argument in my head, 
when I'm going to read scripture, oh, this would be a great verse for that argument. I can really, you know, slam them home or, <laughs> or like even an agenda as simple as, okay, I'm here to read, you know, this chapter this month. But I think after, especially having kids and just coming to the word now, more of like water, <laughs> just to have to, it's just refreshing. Yeah. Um, to get into scripture through that. And I think that maybe I had that thought, which led me to Psalm one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's more where it is now. It's like, it is the source of truth when it comes to hearing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of nice. Like, on one hand, I wish I was more disciplined, like having that, program to go through that keeps me more you know learning more about who god is but on the other hand i am glad to be in a place of just coming to the lord coming to scripture to hear from god the realization i had um a few months ago i was listening to the news a lot and i think it was actually right around when russia invaded ukraine it was just like consuming a lot of news and um, you have uh, a million different opinions of what's going to happen and this and that. Um, and then <clears throat> finally had some time where it was just carved out where I could sit for um, a good amount of time and read scripture, and it just felt so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I think to answer your question, the why often there is it is also like just this absolute truth that I can rest in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and granted, that takes faith of, of believing, like, this is absolute truth. And But as opposed to all the other sources, that brings a lot of peace. Mm-hmm. Just being able to rest in that, um, in knowing who God is and that he's, he is good and he is not far, but he is near. Right, right, right. Um, so I think... That maybe why is another reason that it just brings that peace is it's kind of, yeah, it brings a lot of clarity to who God is and who I am, mm. um, which provides some peace there. Right, right. There's this famous Calvin quote. I'm going to go there, ladies and gentlemen. John Calvin in his Institutes says... Point one. Point one <laughs> out of the 37,413 <laughs> ones there are. And I, no, uh, I'm going to butcher this quote, but it has to do like... A bunch of like spiritual formation folks who are not even Calvinists love to use knowledge of God and knowledge of self are like the primary tools and vehicles mm-hmm. that are like crucial for the Christian life. And so knowing the, the Bible has been a place of rest and dependability on the character of God and a clarity to who you are, mm. which has provided like this peace in your life. So when yeah. we, we've talked about this a little bit, and I'll try not to extend this too long, when, when you consider the Bible as like this place of absolute truth, but you have less certainty about what that means, like less confidence in your approach to the Bible, it sounded like in college and at a time when you were reading the Bible, you were just like, how can I smoke these cats with these arguments? Uh-huh. Um, and it's more become less like of an agenda. So when you're with the Bible and you're like, I don't know what this means, but I still want to rely on it as truth. Where has the difference between old Brady and new Brady been with like, I still trust this? 
well, I think to clarify that too would be, I don't, <laughs> I don't have time or bandwidth to care anymore about these imaginary conversations mm -hmm. that I might have <laughs> with somebody, <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Right. Or, or some to, um, refute somebody's argument about their, their stance on scripture, you know, where it's now it's like, life is just hard and I need scripture and I don't have an agenda going to scripture, but life is hard and all these things that are happening, you know, and so it's like, it's like water. Like I have to yeah, go yeah. to it for that, out of that need. Less so, um, when I read it, it's not like, um, as opposed to uh, making it, maybe it made it sound like uh, lots of hard questions are deriving from reading scripture of things that don't add up or whatever. That's, um, I guess, le a lot less on my mind mm. uh, right now as opposed to just life happening outside of my back porch where I spend um most of my times of the Lord. Yeah, man. So the last question I have for you is, what do you feel like God is speaking to you right now? I, um, yeah, so I was in, uh, I don't, and, and everyone should know, I, when I read scripture, I do not read it fast. I, I don't read fast in general. Um, which is not a strength, but uh, I was reading Luke, Luke 8, and I'll just read it. And because I started to, I just wrote this verse down and made some observations about it, and and it really stood out and spoke to me um, because it's a it's about the, um, so it's Luke 8, 15 was where I landed. And it, it was about the, uh, the is the parable of the sower and the seeds landing on different soil, which can be just kind of convicting, you know, if you read it and it's like, gosh, well, am I letting all the cares of the world, the world choke out my faith or this word that's been sown, you know? Um, but verse 15 uh, was, is where it ends where this paragraph ends, um, as, f <clears throat> as for that in the good soil, there are, they are those who hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Um, uh, I think it was like, um, some other version, I can't remember which one said like, hold it tight. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, again refreshing i guess because i was you know just feeling like really convicted about not really somewhat forgetting the gospel mm. <laughs> and, and leaning on my myself to be doing am i yeah not leaning on jesus to be fulfilling this the works for me but being convicted which may be good too but um about letting the world choke all these things out and then i landed there and um really thinking about seeds growing and that uh, holding, just holding the fast word, the word fast in an, with an honest and good heart. Um, and I think the, um, 
it says so that it'll bear fruit with patience. Um, but yeah, so I think God's mostly saying to me, just hold the word fast um, and rest and not worry so much about like the bearing fruit aspect. Like that's, that is the goal in mind. Um, but so many other places in the Bible, it seems like him, God saying, I'm the one that yeah, raises, together, yeah. brings the fruit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you can, like other passages of just like sowing the seeds and God brings. The, uh, Apollos planted, yes. I watered, like God gave <laughs> the growth. Yeah. But yeah, so I think if God's speaking anything to me right now, it would come from that verse and be just, just a, you know, like hold the word fast in an honest and good heart um, for whatever that means. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been Brady Evans and Zerufitsum on the Mosaic Midweek Podcast. We pray this conversation has been a blessing to you. And let's keep digging into these stories. Uh, we want to thank Gaiaco. We want to thank our Lord. Gaiaco. <laughs> we want to thank our Lord. Gaiaco. Jesus Christ. Gaiaco. Gaiaco. <laughs> that's, that's, that's I pronounce things so weird. People at Mosaic will not stop hounding me for the way I pronounce the word sword. There is a w. They're like, it's a sword. I'm like, I want to pronounce it how it looks, all right? Sword. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, 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 the word that we hold fast to is a is sword, it? ladies and gentlemen, and I make no apologies. <laughs> and, and also to thank TripAdvisor yes, for yes. Prov- making this episode possible. We're we getting our royalties from this mug. But yeah, Brady, thank you for coming on. This has been a blessing. Your story matters, and it will be life-giving to this church. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, man.